Welcome to The Common Man's Take on Sports. This is a podcast where we're going to talk about different sports topics. Today, our sports topic for our first episode is going to be the preseason coaches rankings for college football. College football is just around the corner. Just a couple more weekends for Labor Day holiday when college football opens up. So, let's go ahead and dive in, Quentin. So, you got the top 25 laid out there. So, number one is Georgia. I uh, I can see why Georgia's number one. They're back-to-back college football champions. I know they lost a lot to the draft this past um, spring. So, we'll see what happens there. But uh, you can't. You can't not make them number two and they're back-to-back champions until somebody beats them. So they're still the top dog right now. Now, uh, let's talk about number two. That's This is a first for Michigan to be number two in the preseason rankings. Um, and I can see why they put them number two because they have like 80% of their team coming back from the offense and defense side of the ball. So I can see why they're number two. And I I think this could be Michigan's year to at least get that first playoff win, if not have an opportunity to uh, cement Jim Harbaugh's legacy and maybe win it all. Uh, I don't know if they can. Again, Georgia's going to be a tough out. Uh, You know, you always have your Ohio State's, Alabama's, uh, Clemson's out there looming you know, large, so it'll be tough, but I think uh, number two is a good ranking for them. I think that they should be ranked number two. They were, what, 13-1 and one last year, so I think they're deserving of that ranking. Uh, number three is Alabama. Um, Alabama is always good. They've had a couple down years, but the interesting thing about Alabama, a down year is 11-2, and two, right? Most teams, a down year is either a losing record or, you know, 8-5, you know, whatever. Um, so I think Alabama is going to be back up at the top. Um, I, I think number three is a good ranking for them. I, I'm not, I, I don't think that that's bad at all. Uh, number four is Ohio State. Um, they're always in the conversation for the playoff. Uh, I don't, uh, they got one of the best, probably the best wide receiver coming back in college football and Marvin Harrison Jr. And I know they have a bunch of five-star wide receivers ready to step up for uh, whatever they lost in the draft. Uh, so I think the biggest question for them is, can they fix that defense? And are they going to continue their trend with top quarterbacks if they do then they're absolutely going to be in the the conversation but just based off of uh, Ohio State giving Georgia such a hard time in their playoff game last year I think Ohio State deserves to be number four I'm, I'm not going to argue that so let's just stop right there for a second and let me get your thoughts Quentin what do you think about that top four of Georgia Michigan Alabama and Ohio State and do you do you think that they should be maybe rearrange? Do you think it's okay the way it is? Uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts? 
I think it's okay the way it is. Um, I agree with I, I agree with them putting Georgia number one, back to back champs. Um, Michigan number two. I also agree with that. And Alabama, yes, Alabama number three. That that is that is good too. And Ohio State number four. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they need to um rearrange everything. I think I think everything's perfect for the top four right here and i agree with you the, re the reason the reasons for these top four teams i think everything's fine these top four teams all right so let's move on to uh you know five through ten so number five you got lsu um, i actually think that that's a good ranking for them because they they did beat alabama last year um, they showed that they're going to continue their uh, their good play under Brian Kelly. I think Brian Kelly did a good job with them last year, and they they have some players coming back. Also, they always have good defense uh, down there in the Bayou and LSU. So I, I think Brian Kelly is going to keep them competitive, and I I think they're going to have a I think that game in November between Alabama and LSU is going to be another tough one. I think it's going to come down to. Uh, Last play again. I don't. I don't think there's going to be any more easy games between those two. I think that's that rivalry has just like the Ohio State Michigan rivalry. That that Alabama LSU rivalry has came back, and I think it's going to be uh, pretty tough in the SEC West next year. Uh, so the first one that I I don't necessarily agree with is USC at number six. Uh, for one of my reasons why I don't agree with that is because. Uh, yes, they have a great offense. Uh, Lincoln Riley's been known for his offenses ever since he was at Oklahoma. Um, obviously, they can score with anybody in the country. The problem with USC is their defense. They were ranked 94th in the country last year on defense. And I don't know if they're going to fix that enough to be in that conversation and be in number six. I think that USC, USC should be further down that list just because I just don't think that. I don't know everybody's saying, oh, they got a shot at the college football playoff this year because Caleb Williams is coming back, which I he's definitely a superstar. I watched him play last year. Um, he's definitely capable of uh, making some incredible plays. But if you can't get a stop, um, it's going to be tough to win a game. You're not going to outscore everybody. And, you know, Utah showed that against them twice, right? Yeah. Utah beat them uh, by holding them in one game. They beat them by one point. And then in the, the Pac-12 championship, they just completely dismantled USC with that that defense that they had. So I think that, you know, Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, even LSU, all those guys, you know, even the next team on that list, Penn State, uh, and then – Clemson on that list number nine, like all those guys have good defenses. And at the end of the day, I just don't think that a high-powered offense without a good defense is going to beat any of those teams or even be eligible for the playoff. So that's the first one that I, I don't agree with. I, can, I think USC is ranked too high. Number seven, Penn State, I actually think should be number six under LSU. I think Florida State should be number seven behind Penn State. And I think Clemson should be number eight behind Penn State. 
And so currently I would probably rank USC number nine or number 10 on my list. Uh, and I would probably bump Tennessee down, uh, you know, to say number 10 or, or number 11. Uh, I think Clemson's going to have a bounce back year this year, even though like Alabama, they won 11 year, 11 games last year. And so 11 games is a down year for them. That's, you know, it, again, most teams would, would love to have, you know, 11 wins on their, their record at the end of the year. So uh, I think Clemson's going to be back this year in the playoff conversation. I think they're definitely going to move up that ranking and they're, they're going to have a good year. But what do you think, 5 through 10? What, what, what's uh, your take on that? My take on this, um, I agree with LSU. Last year, LSU proved they should be number five. Um, number six for USC. I also, I, I, I also agree with you. I think they should be a little lower, maybe at number eight or number nine. And Penn State, I think, should be number six under LSU. I also agree with you. Penn State showed that they are that they're a good team. I mean, if you look at their schedule, the only two games they lost last year, I'm pretty sure, were to Michigan and Ohio State and the Big Ten. That is true. And you know, you're you're talking about you know two two juggernauts of the Big Ten, Michigan and Ohio State. So. Uh, I think that that's that's a pretty good season for them, and I, you know, to be honest with you, if you look at them and, and what they have coming back and the recruiting that James Franklin has done lately, um, I think that they will have a shot to beat either Michigan or Ohio State this year. Um, do I think they will? I don't know, but I think they'll have they, they James Franklin's put them in a spot where they'll have an opportunity to, um, especially higher in. Uh, the new def- defense coordinator, you know, Manny Diaz. I think he he's done okay with their defense. I I mean, they'll be they'll have a puncher's chance to win either one of those games. So I, that's why I think Penn State should be ranked a little, little bit higher at number six. But sorry, go ahead. Okay, yeah, I I, I get what you said there. Their recruiting is good. That that does put them in the spot where they could beat even Michigan Ohio State. And then Florida State for number eight, higher than Clemson. I, um, I really don't, I really don't agree with that. I, I, I feel like they should be at number nine. Cause, you know, Jordan, Jordan Travis is a good QB. He is a good QB, but I just feel like they should be at number nine. Cause, see, they're zero and seven, zero and eight. Against Clemson over the last eight, seven years. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Um, I agree with you. Clemson should probably be number seven behind Penn State, and Florida State uh, should go down to. Well, I think Florida State should stay at number eight. I just think Clemson should be number seven. They should jump Florida State. I, I'm not. I agree with that. I agree with that. You're right. Clemson's on the ACC for how long now? Like, <laughs> long time. Yeah. So yeah, nope. I I can't argue with you on that one. I I think 
Clemson should be ahead of Florida State. Yeah. And then Clemson over here. Um, Dabo Swinney has showed they're an elite program. So and that's also a reason they should be higher than Florida State. And then Tennessee at number 10. I think they should be. I, I, I fear that number 10 would be good. Maybe number 11. So, so this is where I would put I would plug USC in. So I agree with what you're saying. I, I would definitely um, move USC down. I would have them above Tennessee just for right now. Tennessee may turn out to be really good this year, and it may change my mind. But this is you know preseason rankings for a reason, right? This is how we think people are going to do. So I would have USC probably at number ten and Tennessee at eleven. And then I would shift Clemson up to number seven behind Penn State and in Florida State, uh, number eight. And uh, USC would be down to number 10. Yeah, I agree with that. Because like you put up earlier, USC's defense not, not, not we're 94th in the country. Mm-hmm. I think they should be number 10 or 9. Okay. So now we get to 11 uh, through 20. So I would, Tennessee would be number 11 team. Washington would be number 12. So here's my thing with Texas. Everybody keeps saying Texas is back, but I've yet to see Texas be back. I don't. I'm not even sure if they've won more than eight games in the last few years. I I would actually have to go back and look. I know they didn't last year. So, um, I take for me Texas is, is going to drop way down. Um, I'm probably going to have them in my 20 to 25 range. Uh, so we're going to move Texas out of there. I would have uh, Notre Dame shift up. I would have them just underneath Washington. Uh, then I I would have. The rest of the way, I would be okay with Utah under Notre Dame, Oregon under Utah, TCU uh, under Oregon, uh, Kansas State under TCU. Uh, Oregon State, uh, I'd be all right with them staying underneath Kansas State. That's fine. Um, Oklahoma, boy, that's a tough one for me because they had a rough year last year. Um, I know it was the first first year for Britt Venerables as the coach, uh, old defense coordinator for Clemson. Uh, maybe he'll he'll have a better turnout this year because he's gotten some uh, new recruits in and the players that are there will have a better grasp of the system he wants to run. So maybe they'll have a better year, but I, I don't know. I, I may have to drop Oklahoma down too, um, along with Texas, just because I, I'm not sure about them yet. I'm not sure how their seasons are going to turn out. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Texas plays Alabama again this year, I think. Yeah, they play in week two. That's what I thought. So that, that was their their home and home. So uh, they get Alabama again this year. So I, I, I would, I don't know, I'm, I'm hesitant to put Texas above the, in the top 20. I'm hesitant to put them in the top 20. And I, I feel the same way about Oklahoma. I would probably shift North Carolina up, uh, maybe 
Texas Tech or Texas A&M would shift up. I would probably have the only other changes I'd make to this for 20 through 25 is I'd probably have Oklahoma 21 and Texas 22 uh, is where I'd probably land with that. The rest of it I'd leave the same. Uh, that's just kind of my take on it and just kind of how I think that this is going to play out. Um, again, Texas, uh, they haven't showed me anything yet, so we'll see what happens this year. We'll see if Oklahoma gets a little bit better under Brent Venables in the second year, you know, second go-around of his coaching. Uh, but that's that's the way that I would have them ranked uh, just as preseason. We'll see how uh, the other rankings fall out. Uh, I mean, the coaches are, are know how each other are, but sometimes I feel like some coaches don't like other coaches, so they don't vote for their teams to be in a certain spot. So um, you can take that for what it's worth, but I do think that the coaches got the majority of this list correct. I'm, I'm okay with most of it for the preseason rankings. Um, just the changes that I would make, you know, what we talked about. Um, so what do you think for the rest of the list? I think from 10 to 20, um, I agree. Texas hasn't shown me anything yet. Oklahoma hasn't shown me anything yet. Uh, I agree with you there. Put Texas, Oklahoma down 20 to 25. And then I'd put another team a little higher. Maybe maybe at number 12 or 11. Maybe at 11 or 12. And Oregon State behind Kansas State. Uh, I'm okay with that one. I agree with you. I'd be, I, I'm okay too with that one. Uh, I think Washington. I, I think Washington should be number 12. With USC right at number 10 and Tennessee 11. Okay. There. Uh, let's see. Utah. Four, at 14, and I agree with that. I gotta agree with that one. And Oregon at number 15. Uh, depends. I guess I put them maybe at number 13. Okay. And TCU at number 16. Yeah. They lost their top wires. Their top wide receiver to the draft and their QB to the draft. So actually, I think the QB transferred. I think Max Dugan transferred out. I don't think he. I'd have to look, well, but I think no, he transferred. No, I know he. No, I know he got drafted by the. Didn't he get drafted by the top Chargers? I don't know. Maybe we'll have to look. I, I think he. I know they had a quarter. They one of their quarterbacks transferred. I thought it was Dugan, Max Dugan, the the highs the kid who was in the Heisman race um, I thought he transferred out of the program no, but we'll see, we'll check that later and, and get you know. I know he got drafted I know he got drafted go ahead, keep going All right. and then Kansas State number 17 uh, yeah maybe move him up to 15 of beating 
TCU number they were number TCU's number three. They lost Alvin. Yeah, I I put them in fifteen. Let's say fifteen. I put them in fifteen for Kansas State. And then North Carolina at the age. I I I put North Carolina maybe at maybe at nineteen. Um, Drake May had a good season last year. I, I, I think I put him at 19. 19 would be probably the best fit for North Carolina. Let's see. Then, I think that's all for me. You're right. He did get drafted by the Chargers on the state. That's my 10 to 20. Now moving on to 20 to 25. Okay. My 20 to 25 are going to be now Wisconsin 20 at number, tw uh, uh, rank 21. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I agree with that. 21 would be the best fit for Wisconsin. Ole Miss at 22. I think I'd put Ole Miss a little higher at 16. Ole Miss had an okay had an okay season last year. They almost made the SEC championship. They had an okay season last year. I'd move them up at 16. And Tulane, I'd move Tulane up at maybe... I'd move them up at 22. I think 22 would be okay. Texas Tech 20 at 24. Yep, that that's fine. And then Texas A&M at 25. Uh, I think that's good as well. So that'd be my top 25. And what's yours? Uh, so no, I'm I'm good with your. Your top 25. We had a couple of differences in ours, but uh, honestly, once you get to probably 15, they're all interchangeable after that because they're all pretty close to the same records. Yeah. Once you get to the lower half of that list. That's true. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm you can't go wrong with, with the way that you ranked them either. I, I agree. But to be honest, the normally on most years there are your your off years. The top ten are usually the ones who are in the playoff contentions, and so I think that right now, other than probably Tennessee and USC, I think everybody else in there is in that top ten is definitely primed to be in in contention for a playoff spot this year. And I think it's going to be a tough season in the Big Ten and the SEC because I think there's going to be a lot of competition and it's going to be tough to come out of either one of those conferences undefeated. Yeah, that is true. It's going to be very tough because last year that showed, LSU showed that that um, it's going to be hard. It's, it's going to be hard now for Alabama to get an undefeated season. 
or get in the playoffs. Here's my biggest question is, I know Georgia's a team that reloads now. They don't, you know, uh, they don't rebuild, they reload. But they did lose a lot to the draft. They lost a lot of players, defense and offensively. So I'd be interested to see if they missed the playoff this year. The only thing that helps them is they play in the SEC East. And so the SEC East is like a mirror image of the Big Ten West. It's usually weak. Um, Georgia is usually the best team on that side of that conference. It's usually the SEC West that's stacked with Alabama, LSU, uh, you know, Ole Miss pops up, Auburn pops up sometimes. It's usually the SEC West that's hard to get out of in stack. Georgia usually has a clear path through the SEC East. So, um, I think the SEC, though, is... Did they get rid of their con their conferences for, not, for this year? Is it just one hole now? Or is that next year when Texas and Oklahoma come, that they're getting rid of their divisions? I know the Big Ten is talking about getting rid of theirs uh, starting next year when USC, Oregon, USC, UCLA, yeah, UCLA Washington. Uh, and Washington all come to their uh, conference. They're going to get rid of their divisions. I know the SEC is going to do it, but I can't remember if they're doing it this year or next year. Um, but either way, um, the east side of the SEC is always – you know, normally a cakewalk for Georgia. Georgia usually doesn't have any problems with anybody on that side of the ball, uh, on that side of the conference. Yeah. The, the West is usually the competitive. So the Big Ten's the same way. The Big Ten West is usually the the weak side of the conference. Yeah, well, the Big um, Ten East is and, more. Yeah, the Big Ten East is, is, is stacked with teams. You know, you have Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Uh, you know, every once in a while, Michigan State pops up as a decent team. Um, you know, so we'll see what happens. But, uh, no, I I think that's good. Uh, is there anything else you want to add? Nope. So last thing I want to unpack here before we're done is I want to I talk about the Jim Harbaugh suspension of the four games at the beginning of the season that was supposed to happen, but now it's not happening because the NCAA – decided that they wanted to do some more digging. So, I don't know why they're going so hard after Michigan right now with some of the, like, the college, college sports right now is the wild, wild west with the NIL, right? Like, kids are signing for these big contracts. Like, it's, it's it, it, NCAA has lost control of college sports. And for me, it just seems like they're using Michigan as an uh, example so they can show that they still have a little, some power over college sports. But to be honest with you, I think these realignments that are about to happen in 2024 is one step closer to college sports disassociating themselves from the NCAA and starting their own governing body and not even being part of the NCAA governing body anymore. Because if you look at it, the Big 12, the Big 10, and the SEC are going to have all the teams that make, that are, that are all the, the money getters 
and the fan draws, the biggest fan draws, are all going to be in those three top conferences, minus Clemson and maybe Florida State. Everybody else is going to be in those three conferences who who bring in all the money for college sports, right, for the bowl games and everything else. And so if those three conferences wanted to stand against the NCAA and go, you know what, we don't care which punishment you want to levy to one of our teams in the conference, we're not going to listen to you because we have all the money in our conferences, and without us, you don't make any money in NCAA. And so I think that this is just one step closer to college sports disassociating themselves from the NCAA and creating their own governing body. Um, I think this all started with the transfer portal, continued with the NIL, and now it's continuing with the realignment of these conferences and creating these super conferences with these, all these teams that are the big draws and the make the big money. I, I think that they're working on, and in the future you're going to see them separate themselves from the NCAA and create their own governing body. What do you think about that? I agree with you. I really do agree with you. I don't know why the NCAA is doing that as well. Why they're going so hard this year. I also saw that it was not happening because they're trying to uh, investigate more. What I think that's about is the NCAA really doesn't have any real evidence, no hard evidence right now. And so they're trying to extend this out so they can find something that they can actually penalize Michigan for. I think they have a lot of he said, she said uh, that caused all this. But I don't think they had any real evidence or any real witnesses saying Yes, I know for sure this happened. They were just coming after Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, hoping that he would slip up. And so far, he has not slipped up and said anything. I thought it was interesting that right before Big Ten Media Days, the NCAA released that whole suspension thing for Jim Harbaugh. Just trying to bait. To me, that was them trying to bait him in because they knew that once they released that, that reporters were going to ask him questions about it at Big Ten Media Day. And they were just waiting for him to say something, and he didn't. He basically said, I can't talk about this ongoing investigation, even though the NCAA keeps talking about it publicly, but he can't. And so I think that uh, right now the NCAA is grasping for straws so they can punish Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. And I don't think they have any real hard evidence right now that they can actually implement any punishment that the college couldn't challenge and win. That's what I think's happening. I think they're trying to find some actual real evidence so they can levy some sort of penalty against Michigan because I don't think they have any. And I think that's what this is about. They don't have any real evidence. That's just my take on it. What do you think? Well, I agree with you. That's pretty much how everything pretty much happened. That is pretty much how everything pretty much happened. What you were talking about. Um, I agree they're trying to 
find, they're trying to find some hard evidence, but they don't have any yet. They're trying to find And I agree with you. They released it. When, when they released it, uh-uh. Not to mention the head of the NCA investigation committee is a graduate from the University of Alabama. Interesting fact there also, but yeah, we'll just pack that away for another day. Um, that's all we have for today's episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed listening and I hope that you subscribe and listen to more of our podcasts uh, in the future. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.